There we go. Now we're back. It seems like the issue I was having may have just been on my end. It looks like I still had Podbean running, and it was causing some weird stuff in my own head. So, welcome everybody to the Fight Companion. In case we do save this, we should have some sort of intro here. This is the Other Ground Live. This is Dalton. This is UFC 251 Fight Island. Usman versus Masvidal. We are on the third fight of the prelims here this evening. Uh, and I'm not even going to go with the name. It's that Zumagalov guy who is from Kazakhstan. And he actually looks... Yeah, he, he actually looks more Asian. But I'm not good at geography. So that may be what everyone from there looks like. And I am a stereotypical asshole... Let's see how he does. Coming in with a four-fight win streak, this is his UFC debut in Abu Dhabi. And unlike most shows, I will have a little bit of an audio bed behind us here, so we will have some music going. Let me know if this ends up being too loud, too soft, too whatever. There also may be a little bit of audio leaking in from the event itself. So we will, uh, yeah, we will play this shit by ear because this will be an absolute train wreck. But for those here for that train wreck, we appreciate you, especially those that have hopped back into Podbean, those on YouTube. We appreciate you as well. To catch everyone up, we are here at UFC 251 Fight Island. I am having issues with ESPN Plus, so I don't know if anybody else is having those issues as well. But we are currently down at the stream going for a fishing expedition. If anybody else wants to know where the fish are biting, just let me know and we can uh, sync up here. Right now we see Raulian Paivia in the circle. So it gives you an idea of kind of where we are time-wise. Anybody that is properly connecting through ESPN plus or another means you may be slightly ahead. If so, don't spoil shit. You sons of bitches. So I think originally when we did our fight picks on Wednesday on the show, I think I went for Zagulov. Unfortunately, seeing his piss poor job trying to grow any sort of beard. I don't know if I trust this guy. This guy has patchier facial hair than Jay. And here we go. Tale of the tape. The guy that can't grow a beard at all is 31 years of age. 
That's sad. And it looks like Piavia had not made weight. He came in at 129 pounds. So he's a super heavy little guy. As Mike Goldberg would say, everything else virtually identical. All right, looks like we're getting a few people trickling in, at least on the Podbean side. So technically, we know this is up and working. Welcome, everyone. We are here at UFC 251 Fight Island. I am probably behind whatever you may be watching. This fight just started. Piavia ranked 14th in the world versus Zamagalov. Goddamn, I'm not going to say that guy's name anymore. He's the guy in blue. Not ranked UFC debut. As said in the tale of the tape, his facial game is absolutely terrible. He really needs to shave off those 13 hairs on his face. Let's see if he's a tough guy or not. Anybody catching up on the card as a whole started off with a nice knockout of two guys that I have no idea who they are. And I can't remember the names, but the blonde guy won. Then we had a female fight, which of course went the distance. And I'm pretty sure I got that one wrong. Let's see how we go here. Looks like Piavia taking control early with some decent kicks couple body kicks here and there. Zamulagov. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm not saying this. The guy in blue looks a little tentative in his UFC debut. I wonder if the giant crowd here on Yas Island has him uh, a bit of the octagon jigger. Jiggers? Jitters? does look like a nice setup, though. It doesn't look quite as uh, professional as the Apex does, but uh, looks like those Abu Dhabi people that put up all the money to host this thing did a decent job. And to those that are wondering, our announcers this evening in Abu Dhabi, it looks like we have Michael Bisping and John Anik. My assumption, they may be for all the events. I know that we have more fights coming up halfway through this week, I think next weekend, and I think one more. I think there's a total of four cards here 
in the remainder of July. So this will be interesting how this uh, first one goes. I think they're actually back in the larger cage. And it looks like that may be bearing itself in uh, us seeing a little bit less excitement, a little bit more decisions. We'll see how the night goes. Obviously, the only decision we've seen thus far is the women's fight, but that is half the fights. And I don't know if you even put them in a 10-foot cage if either would have been finished. Let's see how this goes. Guy in blue looking a little bit more comfortable here. Paivia is still stalking. Another great body kick. And another. I think at this point, you're probably going to be looking at a head kick at some point by Paivia. He's doing a great job of consistently landing that right body kick. Guy in blue showing it a little bit here. This thing goes into the later rounds. He's definitely going to slow down a bit. Apparently, it's Jama Gulov. I'll assume Anik knows what he's talking about. He's the one getting paid for this, not us. Oh, takedown by the blue guy. 10 seconds left, though. Paivia right back to his feet, take him back down again. Probably a little too little too late. I've got this 10-9 Paivia. For anybody tuning in, we are between rounds here at Fight Island, UFC 251, Masvidal versus Usman. Welcome to the Other Ground Live. Welcome to the solo fight companion. Because our normal host, Mr. Passive J, goes to sleep before most senior citizens and is already crawling into bed like a little girl.
Jamagulov coming out a little bit more uh, pressing here in the second round. Looked like he's uh, kind of finding his range. Maybe looking for another takedown here. See how this round shakes out. He had a strong finish to the first round, but is undoubtedly down on the scorecard, 10-9. Yeah, Zhumagulov definitely picking up the uh, the activity here in the second round. Throwing some really looping punches. May have gotten poked in the eye. And the ref gives zero shits. Pivia still doing a good job of landing this right kick to the body. Let's see if he ever does follow this up with a high kick. Oh, there was the eye kick. Missed with it. And he's definitely been setting it up all fight. Let's see if we can find a home for that. If so, it may be a uh, short debut for Zuma Gulov. There's that high kick attempt again by Paivia. He's definitely set it up. He's just not finding a home for it. It's like he is getting a little bit closer with the timing, but at the same time, Zuma Gulov looking much better here in the second than he did the first.
Uma Gulov starting to pick up the pace a little bit with leg kicks here. Something that was definitely missing in the first round. He's uh, he's definitely looked better in the second. May have taken this round. We're about 20 seconds left. For those that want to sync up with their video, we are at 14, 13, 12 left in the second round. I may be behind you. I may be in front of you. But uh, Paivia just failed on a takedown attempt here. Almost kind of a hip throw. And Zumagulov ending up in full guard at the end of the round. I think probably took that one. We are going into round three at a fight that is more than likely all tied up. Seems like good instruction between rounds by both corners. It seems like everybody is on the same page that this fight is 1-1. Somebody's going to have to come out and take it here in round three. Will it be UFC newcomer Zuma Gulov or number 14 ranked Paivia? Round three begins now. Ivia with that another another high kick attempt there. This time at least finding a little bit of the top, a little bit of the target. Zuma Gulov still doing a good job of defending. Both guys looking a little tentative here. Didn't think both would come out trying to take this round, knowing that whoever takes the round is likely taking the fight here on the UFC 251 prelims. Yeah, we're starting to pick up a little bit. A few exchanges here and there. A few shots get out. Looks like possibly another slight complaint about an eye poke. Ref having none of it. I don't remember who this ref is, but yeah, there's been uh, two eye pokes, and it looks like a nut shot that he's been completely ignored. And now that I can see the ref, I have no idea who this dude is. Another good body kick, countered with the left hand. Zuma Gulov with the takedown. I have a right back up. 
We'll see if this factors in at all. But hope not. He did nothing with it. Another high kick by Paiva. Halfway through this final final round, somebody needs to to kind of take the center of the octagon here and pick up the pace. Neither is really making too much of an argument of winning this fight here in the decisive third. Iva keeping busy with those with those right kicks. Gulov trying to counter. I think if nothing else, if this thing does fall to octagon control, Iva's at least kind of taking the center of the cage here. Another weak, uh, weak takedown attempt by Zumagulov. Easily fought off. He doesn't look tired, but he may be getting a little bit winded here. Ooh, solid left from Zumagulov. Oh, heavy nut shot. Zumagulov immediately goes into the fetal position. That hurts. That was a loud one. You could hear that some bitch. Oh, yeah, the toes right to the cup. That does not feel good. Definitely not going to help him either because he was uh, looking up to the clock a few times there. So he might be a little winded and trying to catch your wind when your nuts have just been hit is not a fun time. Oh, yeah, he's not doing good. He's still limping from that nut shot. Oh, and of course they have to show it again. Nothing worse than a slow-mo view of somebody's toes digging into someone's cup. Why do we show this? God damn.
All right, we are back in one minute remaining. Let's see if we finish strong after having this uh, two or three minute break. Zumagulov with with a takedown. Nice roll through by Paiva. Zumagulov maintaining the back here. And Paiva's out. Since two partial takedowns in the round, I don't know how people would score that. I would not score it as really anything positive. Anything where you're getting that takedown and getting no damage from it. I mean, that's real, really no different than a jab. Another takedown attempt and defended well. Ten seconds left. Let's see if anybody can steal it here. Dumagulov for another takedown attempt. Stuffed again. And possibly another knee to the balls. And I don't know what anybody else is thinking that has watched this. I have no idea who won that fight. Obviously, first round went to Paiva. Second round goes to Zumagulov. Third round, I think if you go to Octagon Control, it might go to Paiva. It depends on how these judges view these takedown attempts and these, you know, I guess I would call them partial takedowns. He never really had any sort of control on the ground. I think I might lean Paiva here, but depending on the judges, and you never know what the hell these guys are going to do, this may go either way as we wait for the decision on the third prelim fight here on Fight Island, UFC 251. This is the Other Ground Live Fight Companion, the solo fight companion. So you get to listen to Big Dalton fill time while not actually saying anything. And that's why we have that little bit of music bed in the background, a little bit of play-by-play -play in the background. We are here for you guys to hang out and enjoy your evening watching the fights in... Uh, I don't want to say wonderful in, yeah, it's a place, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, absolutely. Poor guy. That guy was limping the entire time that fight was over after taking a full, basically almost like a front kick straight to the nuts. And then right before the end of the fight, taking the knee to the nuts And Paiva takes it. We'll see how this translates through the uh, rest of the night. We'll see if uh, failed wrestling isn't necessarily given the uh, given the points that it sometimes does with some of these judges. I hope so. I'd rather see decisions based on actual, you know, violence and accumulated damage than uh, bad wrestling. So, hey, maybe we're in for a good night. To update anyone, we are now at two decisions, one finish. If we're comparing to the uh, the Apex in Vegas, the larger cage may, have be, may uh, give us slightly less as far as excitement goes. Let's hope not.
And as we wait on the upcoming fights here, uh, the uh, update that we will give throughout the evening, obviously we are here on the Fight Companion. I am having issues with ESPN Plus, so it seems like they just stole 65 bucks from me, but I'm not mad. So we are down at our favorite fishing hole. So anyone that allegedly wants to join and troll the waters, let me know and we can, uh, you know, help you out with uh, getting you to the right location to check these out. Uh, next up on the card, we have Tabura versus Grecian. We got the heavyweights out there. So let's hope for a finish and not 15 minutes of super gassed big guys. Wow, so they went through a bunch of USC, UFC veterans that this Grecian guy has beat, and I have not heard of any of them. I think I watched just about every fight that's out there, and if I can't remember these people, goddamn. Uh-oh, Windows update. We won't be doing that. Oh, interesting fact there. Grishin coming up from 205 on the short notice fight. I had absolutely no idea that he generally fought at 205. Makes sense. He's only coming in at a little over 220. So we'll see how he fares against a legit heavyweight in Martian Tibora.
Well, there's a new one I would have never guessed. Looks like Tabura has the highest takedown offense in UFC history for the heavyweights. Michael Bisping pointing out the obvious there that the natural heavyweight is not the fastest guy in the world compared to the natural light heavyweight. That is the kind of analysis that we expect from our high-paid announcers. Taylor, the tape is up. Grecian, two years older, weighted at only 226 pounds. But as Mike Goldberg would say, everything else is virtually identical. All right, boys, we got our first Herb Dean appearance of the night. Let's get this heavyweight show on the road. Tibura versus Grishin. And the fight starts now. I have a feeling cardio is going to go definitely in the direction of Grishin. Tabora seems to be carrying, uh, let's just say, a little bit of uh, extra jello on his body. A lot of feeling out here, your general heavyweight contest. Not a lot of action. Body kick by Grishin, caught by Tabora going for the takedown here. They are on the fence. We'll see if that exercise helps. And nope, Grishin is out.
Deborah keeping Grishin up to the cage. Definitely using his size here. Let's see if that affects the cardio at all of the 205-er. Grishin able to separate, but he needs to get that back off the cage. And there's Tabura again, pushing him right into it. More work on the cage, not a lot really happening here. Deborah just kind of making Grishin kind of carry that weight. He doesn't do much here. Herb D might step in. Grishin reverses. Still up on the cage. Not a lot happening here in round one. Time check for anybody following along. We are at 155, 4, 3, 2, 1. Good point by Bisping here and kind of what we were talking about. Grishin really needs to make sure his back is not against that cage or really even facing that cage. He needs to take the center of the octagon or this will be the majority of the fight. Tabora just kind of lunging in, taking Grishin against the cage and working for a takedown. Grishin's done a good job here as far as continually working for underhooks, trying to kind of reverse this position, but... Even though not a lot has happened damage-wise, Tabura probably takes his first round just by kind of controlling the action. Partial takedown here. Christian against the fence, still trying to work up. 15 seconds left in the round. This round probably goes to Tybora, even though there's not a lot that's really happened. No real damage on either side. We'll see how this continues in round two as round one is over.
All right, we are back with round two. This is the UFC 251 Fight Companion here at the Other Ground Live. This is the solo fight companion because Passive J hates you all and will not stay up long enough to watch fights. In all actuality, he has to be up at like 3 a.m., so we know how that works. But I am here. This is Dalton. These are the fights. We are but a few hours away from Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman. We are just a few hours away from Piotr Jan versus Jose Aldo. We are a few hours away of Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway. This is probably the best top three fights on a card that we're going to see the entire year. So I'm glad you've joined us. And if you have not yet, we will be happy to have you as this main card draws closer. UFC 251 Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Pace picking up a little bit here, seeing a few exchanges. Grecian still really needs to get away from that cage. He needs to be the aggressor and taking the center of the octagon, and there he goes doing exactly that. We'll see if he can keep that center of the cage, find his timing, and uh, possibly take it to uh, Tybura here, maybe make him expend a little bit more energy as he spent most of the first just leaning on Grecian on the cage. Reminder here that Grecian is a natural 205. Weighed in for this fight right around 220, whereas Tybura is, you know, a solid heavyweight around 250. Definitely carrying a little bit of extra weight there. So this strategy is just leaning on Grecian on the cage. Definitely one that could work. Not necessarily an exciting style to win this fight, but it seems he's doing what's needed. Grecian looking a little bit more active here in the second round, though, so... We will see if there are any real takedowns. And was there a little weird stoppage here? Okay, looks like Herb Dean is resetting them. I have no idea what the uh, what break what the break in the action there was for. And back to exactly what we're seeing before, Tybura working for a takedown on the cage that he is probably not going to get. Grecian doing a good job defending here, but he's carrying all that extra weight. Tybura in on a single. Grecian really needs to get off this cage, take the center of the octagon, and get busy. Otherwise, this is going to be a long night with a big man pushing against him. Decent little elbow over the top by Tabura. Sadly, that was probably the strike of the fight so far, which is sad when you are, you know, 147, 146 left in the second round, and the best strike has been a, a slight over-the-top elbow that didn't even cut Grishin open. This is what we're dealing with. 
Another nice elbow, able to break. Christian really needs to just take the center of the octagon here and put some output out there. Him getting laid upon for pretty much the entire fight against the cage. He may be down two rounds to zero if this continues for the last minute. Not where you want to be. Hey, Team Evil. Glad you could make it. We are here. We were able to pull up a, a new live stream without messing everything up. So here we are on the solo podcast. So it looks like who we have in here. We have Team Evil. We have Zonian. I'm guessing that's how he pronounces it. I think we've actually talked about this before. Yeah, Team Evil. So Jay made it an official four minutes after seven o'clock. So he really, really pushed himself. I know it's a tough night when you, you, know, you can't go more than four minutes past a, a normal podcast length. I think we're going to have to petition Jay's bosses to start giving him Sundays off and no longer giving him Monday off. So he can actually, you know, do his job on quote unquote, his podcast instead of having uh, old Dalton here doing the solo fight companion for multiple hours. Catching everybody up on the fights. We are two rounds in here on, I believe, our fourth prelim fight of the evening. Marcin Tybura versus Maxon Grishin. Tybura's probably up two rounds to zero, despite having not really put forth any damage other than an over-the-top elbow. He spent most of this fight leaning on Grishin on the cage. So here we go with round three. Yeah, Team Evil, you're probably right. Even if he was off on Sunday, he would probably still find a way to, to weasel out of these. It's okay, though. We're here. We are watching the fights. For anybody that wants to join us, they can absolutely do so. As, uh, as kind of a reminder of things that we've kind of dropped through the night, my ESPN Plus is not working, so I am down at the local fishing hole. Anyone that wants to join me, we can definitely allegedly help you out with that. Anybody watching through ESPN Plus or, you know, if you're overseas, if you're, you know, watching this through BT Sport or whatever the fuck you're doing, you may be slightly ahead. So the time check is 419, 18, 17 of round number three. And here we go again. Tybura up against the cage. Grishin trying to get out with it. Out with it. 
kind of threatening a little bit with a Kimura. He lost it. Tybura at least throwing some out or throwing some knees here. You to the face. And Team Evil uh, normal show wasn't overly super trolly at all. Um, yeah, so I think if nothing else, it was definitely better than yesterday. We didn't have, you know, the hours straight of somebody sitting there going in and out and in and out and in and out of the chat. So absolutely, that is uh, that's definitely a good thing. It's okay. We all knew that, you know, eventually certain someone would have to kind of burn themselves out on that shit. Really, I think the, the major troll is really just the one person. So, and the thing is, is so uh, what we're seeing is literally just somebody logging in, logging out, logging in, logging out, logging in, logging out. So they keep showing up. That's why they can't actually say anything in the chat. It is just their username can just keep popping up as, you know, joining the channel. So it is one pathetic little human sitting in a basement somewhere, hitting a button over and over and over and over again, and then going to their profile and changing their name and doing it again and again and again. I mean, there might be some other people that come in and out. Most of the time, our trolls are at least, you know, somewhat creative. Like when we used to have, you know, you know, Jay's dog call in. Like, hey, that's cool. Or something topical. But yeah, just these, these name trolls. I think it literally is pretty much one person. Diburra with the takedown here has a body triangle. On the back of Grecian. Looks like he's trying to kind of roll him over. Grecian is trying to tripod a little bit, but he really has one one leg kind of up. He's not going anywhere with this. Yep, now got him down on the side working. Rear naked, lost it. Yeah, Tybor is taking this, hit a little bit of ground and pound, 50 seconds left. Grecian would have to have an absolute Hail Mary to win this fight. I think we know the way that this, uh, this decision will go. At least he's working, trying to work for a finish here. We'll see if he gets to it. 30 seconds remain. Yeah, it could very well be a 10-8 round. We'll see how the judges work here. Um, I didn't necessarily hear because the volume is relatively low. Do we know, are they on the new unified rules? Or what are the rules in Abu Dhabi? Do we have special rules for Fight Island? Yeah, so not a ton of strikes, Team Evil. It's just... So much of it is, yeah, so much of this round has just been Tybura just laying on Grecian. Grecian had pretty much no output in the third. So I could definitely see if at least they're on the new 
the new unified rules that, yeah, you could make the argument this was a 10-8 just based on Grishin doing nothing. Anybody else that's watching, what do you think about the uh, the venue here? The weird kind of almost airplane hangar-esque venue. I think the Apex in Vegas, despite being in the fucking basement of the UFC headquarters, actually looks like a better venue. This one's pretty, uh, pretty bare bones and boring. There it is. Unanimous decision. Marcin Tabora. I think we all knew that one was coming. Won the fight pretty much just being the bigger guy. Uh, definitely should be noted. Grecian took this fight on short notice and as a natural 205-er. I don't think he was necessarily used to uh, having somebody that big just kind of laying on him for the, uh, for the majority of the fight. We're ready. I think we actually already are at our. Is this the main event of the prelims? I think it might be. This Roman Bogatov versus uh, Volkan Ozdemir. Is that where we are already? God damn. These are moving right along. Oh, nope, nope, this is not. This is uh, versus Leonardo Santos. I had no idea what's going on. All right. Guess I could have checked the card, huh? All right, yeah, so we are in the prelims proper. So this is Leonardo Santos versus Roman Bogatov. After this, we have two more bouts, and then we do have the main event of the prelims, which is the Ozdemir fight versus Jiri Prohaska. 
Yeah, Team Evil, this was me absolutely forgetting who Ozdemir was fighting. So here on the solo fight companion, I'm already losing my goddamn mind to be here with you folks. Listen as I descend into complete psychoticness, if that's a word. Psychosis, I think, technically would be the word. So let's get that right. Oh, you guys got to remember, during fight companions, I don't drink the claws because I'd be pissing every 30 seconds. So instead, we have our bottle of scotch like a goddamn gentleman. Absolutely, Jura 7 would. Best goddamn scotch around. I don't necessarily know if that's true. That's the best scotch that I found for, you know, under $100 a bottle. I mean, with everything going on in the world today, you know, maybe I should have just, you know, embraced my blackness and went with a bottle of Hennessy. But goddamn, I just cannot take that shit. Oh, goddamn. Leonardo Santos is way older than I thought. Dude is 40 years old. I think I predicted Roman Bogatov in this one, but I don't remember. I'm assuming so, because I think he's from one of the Istans. I think maybe Kyrgyzstan. No, he's actually from Russia. He's 10 and 0. Bogotov really needs to shave his head. He has both the extreme widow's peak and the male pattern baldness going. It's just not a good look. Alrighty, prelims have begun. Time check for anybody else that's watching. We are at 450, 49, 48. Tough Brazil 2 winner Santos versus undefeated Bogotov.
And Bogatov just fell on his ass after missing a high kick. Wonder if something's going on with the cage there in Abu Dhabi because they just did say that a lot of people are slipping. Wonder how it is in the air hangar there because, goddamn, the the air outside. I think it's probably about 120 degrees there. Ogatrov trying to work his way in here. Santos using his link pretty well. Good right hand there. I poke. Oh, great. Our doctor for the e evening looks like he has hearing aids is in, and is roughly 113 years old. So nothing crazy actually happens because I don't trust that that guy. All right, and we begin back. Bogotov looking a little bit more aggressive here. After the restart, tries some spinning shit and gets taken down. Team Evil, it might be. He looked about as old, old enough to, to kind of fit that profile. James, go ahead and delete the app. It's okay. I already told you, go ahead and delete the app. Your countdown, yeah. Have a good one, James. We'll be here when you reinstall. Also, you can just find us on Spotify or iTunes. Which is where the uh, the majority of the downloads do come from. James, we'll be here for you when you uh, decide to come back. Have a good one, buddy. Bogotov back up. 
Bogatov's slipping more. I don't know what's going on. It's about his third slip. Decent takedown attempt by Bogusov, kind of shucked off by Santos. Great entry, though. Yeah, I'm sure it is a new cage, Team Evil. And I'm, I'm sure the weather there is probably affecting it somehow. Like, I'm sure it's temperature controlled inside of this building, this airplane hangar looking deal but i think just being out in abu dhabi i'm sure it's doing something with that canvas and that is the end of round one i think it may go to santos just based on having a little bit of control on the ground there for a bit I don't think anybody was really necessarily hurt by much in the striking game. We'll see if uh, we'll see if the Russian can come out and uh, maybe not fall down so goddamn much. So I don't think that's helping him. Interesting that they're still uh, promoting Figueredo versus Benavides as Figueredo has a positive COVID test out there. I think they were going to retest him, but I haven't heard anything about results back. It'll be interesting uh, to see what happens with that main event for next Saturday. I don't know who they would bring in if uh, Figueredo can't go. Bogotov with a decent shot here up against the cage. See if he can work it. Now nah, it looks like he's a little stalled out there. Ogotov still working on this shot here. I think at some point you got to cut bait. He's been eating a few elbows, a few slaps. He does have the single now. 
do what he can do with it. Nope, kind of abandon it. Oh, good knee from Santos. A little bit of clinch work here. Good right hand. Another good right hand. Third good right hand. Oh, he's taking damage. Goddard's probably going to step in here. 241, 240 left in the second. Oh, good head kick. Oh, yeah, he's done. Uh, holding on to just, yeah, just an absolute debt. Absolute desperation single that he's just holding. And Santos takes the back. Bogatov thinking about a roll. If he survives this, Bogatov's a tough, tough dude. He just keeps taking shots. Good left hammer fists by Santos here. Oh, that one's straight to the back of the head. Now some rights. Still has the back, just keeps punishing him. I'm surprised the, uh, the ref hasn't stepped in at this point. Bogatov reverses the position, though. This been calling it out well. Santos looks absolutely spent from trying to finish that fight. Yeah, I think that's just something in the Russian DNA, Zonia. These Russian dudes, they just do not give up. Bogatov in the guard of Santos, getting a few shots in here. Nothing to swing the round. This is obviously Santos's round, but Bogatov doing a great job of surviving that flurry, looking like he was about to lose that fight and staying in it. And John Anik talking about his own personal perversions, about how he wants to see these guys on their stools. That is the most Russian corner I've ever seen. Head coach comes in, slaps Bogatov, and starts yelling in Russian. I am now a fan.
Well, the great thing about vodka, Team Evil, is you could put it in the standard water bottle and nobody would know the difference. Roman may have gotten a shot of his special juice. We'll see how he comes out in the third after taking a ton of punishment in the second and keep going. Bogatov right in on another shot. Is he going to be able to... Can't see if he has his hands locked. Got a, got a little bit of a double. Santos counters with the wizard. And Santos takes a, a shot to the nuts and falls like he got shot from a fucking missile. Yeah, it didn't look like nearly as bad of a shot as the uh as the last fight, but Damn, Santos looks like he's dying right now. Nice team evil. Yeah, you got to you got to hit that wizard. Prevent that takedown. It's okay. Jay still didn't know what a wizard was. I think in our in our last fight companion that he actually stayed up for. So you're at least ahead of the game partially. Goddamn, Santos is still on the ground. I don't know how much he's... Uh, I would never say a guy's faking it, but he was absolutely gassed before this. And there's Old Man River checking on him. Yeah, Zonia, he's definitely he's definitely suffering. Getting hit in the nuts is absolutely terrible. 
I just wonder if part of him here is taking this as, you know, taking the full five minutes to maybe get a little bit of wind back as well, which of course, getting your wind after getting hit in the nuts, not exactly easy to do. Other other thing here you have to factor in, Bogotov was was looking a little, little worn down as well. I mean, he's getting a nice break here. He's just standing off to the side and his nuts aren't hurting. Here we go. 4.30 left in the third. Nice little break for both guys here. See what we see as far as output goes. Bogusov in on the shot again. Switches to the single. Trying to suck it in. Might have the, he should have the takedown here if he can finish this. He just needs to run that thing. Now he has the body lock. He lost it. Bogdov in on that single again, lost it again. Santos with some solid takedown defense here. Bogdov's gotten deep in on that single several times. Bogdov's been able to fight it off each. Yeah, Santos is definitely gassed. He's still doing a good job of fighting this off. Bogatov getting closer and closer to actually having a double here. He does have his hands locked. Great hips by, by Santos. Really? So apparently Santos just got hit in the nuts again. I don't necessarily know if I saw it. That knee looked like it hit him in the stomach.
Yeah, I don't know if I agree with this one. Didn't look to me like it hit the cup. Another try with some spinning shit in deep on a single again. Can he finally get it? 214 left here in the third. Yeah, that had to be super glancing. And you could tell, by the way, that Santos reacted as well. Like that first one, you could tell. Yeah, he definitely got hit in the nuts. This second one. I hate to say it, but it looks like he was completely milking that second one. Bogatov really trying to suck in those hips, finish that double. I don't know what Bogotov's doing here. You can't keep fighting for that single or that double with, with a minute left in a fight that you're probably down two rounds. And an illegal knee to the face. And this fight's probably over. Regardless, he's probably going to take a point from Bogatov, which means he has no way of winning the fight. But that was definitely a need to uh, a guy that had a knee down. goes back to the rules overall though like why do we outlaw those knees like i missed that in pride the knees to a downed opponent it really kind of it dissuades the wrestlers that just dive in on fucking you know on singles and just fucking lay there after the sprawl like there should be some sort of you know Something there to punish you for taking a bad takedown defense or takedown. And that defense should be knees on the ground. Two points. Okay, Bogusov absolutely can't win this fight without a finish here. I don't think I've ever seen a two point deduction. Bogatov came in with some nice strikes there. Looks like he was trying to end the fight. And then he dives in for a fucking single again. 
Like a single with a minute left isn't going to do you anything. Throwing some decent rights over the top. Where was this all fight? Fifteen seconds. Yeah, this is this is over. There it goes. I don't know, Team Evil. Like, if you think about it, though, like, what actually looks more brutal? Like, they allow elbows on the ground and obviously on the feet where you see some of the worst cuts ever and people just bleeding like a goddamn stuck pig. Whereas knees on the ground, yeah, they, they have the potential to be pretty brutal, but you also have to be in a terrible position where you're going to start eating knees on the ground. All it would do is change the behavior by your wrestlers that they have to be much more selective in the shots they take. Yeah, and I think optically, like, if anything looks terrible, like, there's a few things that would look terrible. I, I'd say still don't allow soccer kicks because those can look fucking terrible, especially in a cage. But yeah, like the worst thing that, that you can see in fights nowadays are like the really bad, those glancing elbows that just slice people open and you're just, you know, in a pool of blood. At least with the knees on the ground, you're not necessarily going to see that. And if nothing else, it's going to, you know, force, force people to actually be selective in the techniques they use and not just dive into something that right now really doesn't have a lot of negative things that can happen to you as a you know, other than somebody being slick enough to take your back from it. Otherwise, generally, it's just a sprawl, and then people work back to their feet. And, of course, Santos is about to take this decision. You can't lose two points in the third and have any hopes of winning. All three, 29, 26. Another decision in the large cage, though. Was this the right decision to bring back the, uh, the large cage for Fight Island? We've only had one finish tonight, and when we were in the apex, I mean, generally those fights were, uh, I hate to say it, a bit more exciting. Jesus, Henry needs to fucking shave his head, too. I'm with you, Team Evil. I prefer the smaller cage after really seeing quite a few events, you know, back with the smaller cage. Just seems to lend itself to more action, less decisions. I think that's what all of us are looking for, at least from, you know, the fan perspective and hell. 
That's what the UFC should then care about because that's what's going to lead us to to spending $65 on a goddamn pay-per-view when fucking ESPN Plus isn't working. I'm forced to go down to the local fishing spot. Assholes. I completely agree about smaller cage is definitely something that we need for the smaller weight classes. I even say for the larger weight classes, keep those heavyweights closer together and you have less of that just kind of plodding around, feeling each other out for half the round to cover up any sort of cardio issues. Oh, hey, looks like Danny Henry did at least buzz his hair down. Is in his highlights there. Yeah, that guy uh, definitely doesn't need to grow his hair out with as much as uh, is not there anymore. And as we deal with the walkouts here, we are about halfway through the prelims here at UFC 251 Fight Island. This is the Other Ground Live Fight Companion. This is the Solo Fight Companion. So we are here through the main events of the evening. We are live on both YouTube and Podbean. If you are on Podbean, you can call in at any point. And I may or may not notice it because this is my first time using this godforsaken app as far as the production side. On YouTube, feel free to say anything in the chat. Same thing as our uh, our OG army here in the Podbean chat, which is also shown on YouTube. Hey, we're glad you're here. It's Saturday night. You guys are watching fights. You're listening to Big Dalton drone on about nothing. You know, best thing about UFC this year is the Reebok fucking sponsorship is going away. Like I say this during the walkouts for one reason. How many times have you seen fighters come out and not be able to work the goddamn zipper on these Reebok hoodies? Like how piss poor of a product must that be that like one in four fighters can't get the goddamn zipper to work trying to unzip their hoodie? Come on, Reebok, do better. Team Evil, I don't think the unis are definitely are necessarily going away. They're just looking for a different partner. Um, I think there was some some threads on the on the underground talking it might end up being Venom that wins the sponsorship. I know there are some other companies that are in on it. But yeah, they'll definitely do another sponsorship deal for that because obviously the UFC wants to control all of this shit and have people look as dull as possible. They'll probably look a little bit different because I think these were technically designed by, by Reebok. But yeah, it'll be very, very similar in the fact that there's only going to be so many options you can choose as a fighter. 
and still no putting of you know your personal sponsors unless it's like a ufc sponsor like you see some of the guys with um monster or whatever else Good old Mr. Finland, Amerkani. Great nickname there. All right, here we go, everybody. Uh, first round, Amerkani versus Henry. Clock check for me is at 48, 47, 46 in the first round. And because, of course, we were just talking about it, goddamn, this cage looks gigantic for these smaller guys. Still feeling out here. Not a lot being thrown. Henry's thrown a couple decent shots. Nothing's really landed. Decent inside leg kick there. Halfway through the first round, not a lot going on here. Flying knee by Amirkani. Definitely the most significant thing that's happened thus far. Amirkani working for that takedown, and he gets it. And he's got a hook in. He might have that guillotine. It's an arm in, but he has pretty good leverage here. Yep. Works into an anaconda. If he can kind of break where uh, 
where Henry is pushing off that leg, he might finish this. That's getting tight. Yep, he's out. Henry went to sleep. Good point there. Very classy by Amir Khani after they raise those legs. Try to get that blood moving again for uh, for Henry. But that was that was slick. Initially took the back, worked into that arm in guillotine, converted to an anaconda, finished it nice and slick. This is probably the uh, the best performance we've seen here tonight, outside of that uh, that first knockout. And Henry just goes limp. All right, so we have two finishes thus far going into... Uh, are we close to... No, I think we have two fights left on the uh, the prelims here. Absolutely slick Anaconda. Let's check the uh, the schedule. What do we have? Le yeah, we have two two fights left here in the prelims. We have Dos Santos versus Salikov, and then Volkan versus Prohaska. The next fight, as uh, as we talked about on the uh, the fight companion leading up where we made the picks, the battle of the traditional martial art nicknames. We'll have Capoeira versus the King of Kung Fu. And Buffer about to make the announcement here. Uh, just a piece of uh, kind of housekeeping to anybody that is listening. Once we do get to the main card, we will take just a minute or two break as Podbean does turn into a fucking pumpkin after three hours. And we don't want that to happen during the main card. So once we get there, we will shut down for just a minute. We will pop back up for Fight Companion Part 2, the sequel. And we'll hop right back into things. Part do. The sequel, episode two. Part dose. John Anik looking like a like a pedophile with the porn mustache. 
Not a good look there, John. Amir Khani proving that he's not a great interview. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Dose Team Evil. Uh, he he just popped in a few seconds ago for literally a few seconds. I think he kind of is part of that whole group, this whole like bubbles thing or whatever. I don't know. I don't get it. Don't really care. We're here regardless, so anybody that uh, that wants to join us in the OG Army and following this podcast, we absolutely, absolutely appreciate everyone that does pop in, contributes in the chat, calls in, watches on YouTube, whatever the hell you guys want to do. You are the reason that I am sitting here with a bottle of fucking scotch watching fights on a Saturday night while Passive J has his thumb in his mouth sleeping away like a little baby. All right. Commercial break. Hooray. Well, if we're here for commercial break, everyone, thank you for listening. If you are listening after the fact, either here on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, if you are found us on YouTube, be sure on your individual platform to, you know, click that like button or give us a rating or whatever the hell it is on your platform on YouTube. It is drop a subscription and a like on Podbean. It is follow this some bitch. We appreciate it.
All righty, we are back for the next fight. Here comes Capoeira versus the King of Kung Fu. Should be a fun one.
All righty, here we go. The the co-main event of the prelims, if that is somehow a thing. What promises to be hopefully a pretty fun fight. You've got a lot of spinny shit from Capoeira and the King of Kung Fu. So hopefully we see some sort of crazy-ass knockout. Or we're just going to see guys dance around for 15 minutes. Let's hope for the former and not the latter. And here we go. Clock check. 456, 5, 4. Let's go. Both these guys finding some range, both throwing a couple leg kicks here and there. You can definitely tell just, just watching this fight that something explosive is coming. We'll see from who, and we'll see how effective that is. Both really trying to get a gauge of the other. Good kick to the body there by Solikov. And a receipt from Dos Santos. Now, Solikov just missed with a nice uh, spinning heel kick. That thing connects. That night's over.
Falcon being the only one thus far to throw anything spinny. Had a spinning heel kick and then a spinning body kick. Body kick connected slightly. Up oh, there's the spin from Dos Santos. Also misses. Another spinning back kick from Solikov. And the thing with Solikov, you can't really see him loading up on that with a lot of fighters. You can see when they're going to spin. This guy's pretty slick. Salkov looking a little bit more on point here as far as finding his range. Dos Santos seems to still be working towards that. Salkov definitely seems to be the stronger of the two. Dos Santos goes in for a takedown, misses. A little bit of a clinch here. Thirty seconds left in the first. Nothing super eventful in the first round, but it looks like Solikov may have taken it, being a little bit more busy, catching with a little bit more of his shots. But we will see how the judges find it. Oh, at the end of the round, great flurry by Dos Santos. He may be stealing this. Six seconds left. Dos Santos trying to finish it if he can. And end of the round. Dos Santos stole that in the last 15 seconds. 1-0 Dos Santos. You can definitely tell Dos Santos slightly faster of the two. Solikov is definitely the stronger of the two. You can see that at the end of the round with that flurry. Solikov definitely needs to get to that point where, you know, he's uh, he's definitely respecting the speed of Dos Santos and not getting into that bad position like he got in the end of the round. And here we go again. So Santos definitely more, more dangerous when he's putting combinations together, throwing three or four strikes. Solikov just looking for that one home run. Oh, great left straight.
Team Evil, I have absolutely no idea. It does show four, shows three. Oh, I think technically I actually count two. So I count as the podcast itself and myself. Which is due to the way I have to do this to be able to still show the chat on YouTube. I have to still be in the Podbean app and then also this web app to actually run the thing. Good old solo fight companion where I have to be both hosts at the same time. No big deal. Ooh, great right by Dos Santos. Solikov with the takedown and right back up. Dos Santos almost pulling him, pulling guard. I don't think he necessarily meant to. I think he was going for more of a hip toss there, but that looked odd. Both of them against the cage now, though. Interestingly enough, you have two primarily strikers, and it's turning into a wrestling match. Nothing else. Dos Santos does have a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Not sure what Solikov has as far as grappling credentials. Now back to the center. Wonder if Dos Santos might be getting a little tired. He seems to be winging a little bit more as far as kind of the Hail Mary type of shot. Maybe that grappling against the cage took a little bit more out of him than we have thought. Kind of a lazy spin there from him as well. I think with these guys, this definitely would have been a, a much more exciting fight in the small cage. These guys are using that space. I don't want to say too much, but a little too much. Alcob with a pretty rough, rough uppercut there. Well, Santos not really showing anything, though. You know, nothing else. The second round, this one's a little bit more difficult unless, uh, unless Dos Santos makes another flurry like he did in the first. We may be all tied up going into the third round. We may be two rounds to Dos Santos. Salikov really needs to turn it up in this last 20 seconds just to leave no doubt. You don't want to go into the third down too.
There we go, going to another third. We may be going for another decision, despite these guys really coming in and expecting fireworks. I think this may be the theme of the evening that we want the small cage back. Hello, Zara. Welcome. Yeah, we absolutely need to see more of that smaller cage. You can see a lot of that in this fight. These guys are definitely using that space. Being a little bit hesitant, knowing both could knock the other out at any point. Let's see if there's a, a little bit more... More action here in the third, knowing that that second round could have went either way. So you're either looking two rounds to zero Dos Santos or tied all up going into the third. Both should be hunting for that finish. Yeah, Zara, so this is the Other Ground Live fight companion. Uh, we are generally here from 6 to 7 Eastern every single day of the week every week of the year for a live variety show, just kind of talking about the world and everything in it. However, when there is a UFC pay-per-view, we do hop on here uh, and we do kind of watch along with the listeners, both here on YouTube and on YouTube and give our thoughts about the fights and everything around them. Unfortunately, this is a solo fight companion tonight. So as opposed to having multiple hosts, you have me. I am Big Dalton. This is the Other Ground Live. This is the Fight Island edition of the Fight Companion. Time check for anybody that is watching along. I am at 325, 24, 23. Creeping up on halfway through this this final round, neither guy seems to be putting it all out there. We'll see if uh, see if the output increases as this round goes along. This was projected to be one of the sleeper fights on the card, as far as I would say, a violence level and entertainment. We'll see if they get there. Decent one-two there from Dos Santos. Still not a lot of damage absorbed by either guy. Couple good lefts there by Solikov. Yeah, nobody really going for broke. Definitely a chess match between these two. You don't see anyone going too far out of their comfort zone knowing that the other can take him out at 
any moment. See if we see any kind of last ditch spinny shit here in the last two minutes. Decent overhand right by Dos Santos here. These guys really need to pick it up. All right, boys, we're down to 30 seconds. See if anybody actually wants to win this fight. Looking a little lackluster right now. Good spinning attempt by Solikov. Doesn't really connect. Well, that was that was a fight. I think Dos Santos ends up taking this just being a little bit more active and at least having for sure won the first round. Wouldn't be surprised if this is 29-28. Could definitely be 30-27. Don't really know about rounds two and three, but not a ton happened. Kind of disappointing for two guys that came in as being kind of high-level entertaining strikers. Seems they kind of uh, canceled each other out. I wouldn't necessarily say clear winner. Uh, Dos Santos definitely took the first. So he has that round. The last two rounds, if you look at the numbers, I think Dos Santos had a little bit more volume, but didn't necessarily land anything super flush. But same thing with Solikov. Like, it was just... I hate to say it, it's just, it was just a fight. Yeah, when you take two spinny fighters and you put them in the big cage like this, yeah, a lot of times you do get something that's just not as entertaining as it should be. Yeah, going over the fight stats right now. Yeah, it's relatively close. Looks like DeSantos had a little bit more volume. Five more significant head strikes, had one less body strike, and three more leg kicks. So it's not anything that's like, by the math, is anything, you know, super telling either way. 
especially given that Dos Santos had the most, probably the most output of the fight in the last 20 seconds of the first round. So, split decision, Solikov took it. Said it, those last two rounds could have went either way. Like, neither really did enough to really say they won a fight today. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess that was a thing. No, the guy that finished the first hard was uh, Dos Santos. Solikov, yeah, again in the second and third. Like, so I think when he landed, he seemed to be landing landing harder than Dos Santos. The thing was, is neither one of them really put anything together besides the end of that first round where Dos Santos, you know, almost finished the fight. So yeah, absolutely stole the last two, but like it wasn't anything where, you know, you could legit see him steal the round. It was more of a, hey, I guess I have to, you know, judge this round for somebody. So I guess they went him. Yeah, it was kind of point fighting, not even really point fighting. It's like those guys wanted to land something impressive and just neither could really ever find the mark. Interesting, however, we are, I mean, it's 9.33 right now. We are going into the main event of the prelims. Looks like their, their timing has been a little bit off on this event. It's not like we've had a lot of finishes to, to kick this into an early an early finish of the prelims. So here we are. Commercial break. Number dose. So we will take this point to remind everyone. Let's start with the YouTube side. Everybody here on the other ground live on YouTube. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in either now or catching this later we are the Other Ground Live. This is the solo fight companion where you have to listen to Big Dalton talk for five hours or six hours straight. Glad you're here. Be sure to hit that subscription button. Be sure to hit that thumbs up. And we will be with you every goddamn day of the year at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With the Other Ground Live, we will also be here for every UFC pay-per-view on a Fight Companion, sometime with multiple hosts, sometimes with just me. For those on the Podbean, we love you guys, especially the OG Army. Be sure to follow us here, catch us at the same time, and you can actually call in and join the show on that app. So thank you. Uh, on right now on YouTube, we have three active viewers, uh, nothing much going on in the chat. 
I'm assuming just some people kind of catching in some background noise, uh, checking out, you know, what's going on with the fights. Hopefully we can uh, help them through the evening. Let them know what's going on. If anything crazy happens, that's what we're here for. So if nothing else, we have been live on the Podbean a little bit over two hours on this session or YouTube. We're a little bit over three hours. Happy to say we are up over 50 people that have joined us across platforms. It's a fun night. You're damn right, Team Evil. I will do some, men. Slide, don't you always have a house full of people? Isn't that just life? Well, old Jerry Perhaska here. He looks pretty pretty pumped up to be fighting uh, over on Fight Island. Let's see how he does in the uh, the main event of the prelims here. You can't hear any Team Evil. How are we doing as far as uh, audio goes? I have no idea. I'm assuming we're doing halfway well because Team Evil seems to be going back and forth with me. Yes, it sounds like it probably is your connection, Sly. And this also proves that I probably have a better internet connection than Jay. So all of the issues during the normal live show, you can blame on him and not me. All right, Sly, we'll see you in a minute. Funny part is, is I have like multiple uploads going because obviously we're streaming live on Podbean, live on YouTube. I am watching the fights. So I am straining this interconnect, internet connection just about as much as you possibly can. And we are all systems go versus our normal show. Well, that is true, but PJ also is, you know, roughly 78 years old. So we have to give him a little bit of credit that he understands what a computer is. I 
I think you forgot the punctuation there, Team Evil. I think you were trying to say just looks seven foot eight. There you go. Now both statements look correct. He looks roughly 78 years old at seven foot eight inches, 143 pounds soaking wet. Passive J. His dad at least looked roughly normal proportions for a human being. So it's odd the the genetic lottery that uh that passive J only matched about two numbers to. Yeah, apparently her half of the the genome there wasn't wasn't kind to, to poor to poor Jay. Good point. Yeah. Marfan was probably from dad's side. Missing Peck was from mom. The blindness in the eye was actually just because he was too lazy to look with two eyes as a child. It's okay, though. He is the world famous OG born and bred passive J from the state of Detroit. Absolutely. He's absolutely a good dude. I will talk shit all day long about him, but uh, we definitely have Jay's back. Unless he does something really stupid, then, you know. Sly, you still having issues with the uh, with the audio? Braska is looking good out here. Looks like he may have been jacked up for a good reason. He's kind of crazy. Like I like this guy. Yeah, that's some crazy shit, Sly. Can't hear anything. Can't hear everything. That is absolutely weird. Oh, Prasca just got clipped. Oh, still a little wobbly. 
Yeah, there absolutely could be. What is there complete silence? Do you guys hear any of the background stuff that's going on? It's like, do you hear, like, I have a little bit of a music bed. Interesting. You heard my dog. Oh, yeah. So this is probably the issue. I think people on YouTube are probably hearing way better. So, like, I have a little bit of, like, a music bed behind this. I have the, uh, I also have the, uh, whatchamacallit. Goddamn, now I sound retarded. Uh, the, the fight commentary a little bit there. So let me, let me try something for you guys. I don't know how well this will work, but give me just a moment. All right, give me just a second here. Let me know if you guys can hear anything background-ish now. Hey, Sly. It's, it's only your show because the other ones work. I just tested it. Hello. Sly, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Hello. Can anyone hear Sly? Hello? Testing. One, two, three. You can hear Sly. I can't hear Sly. Ryan, there's something that wrong with your no show. That makes no sense. This is only your show that's messed up because the other ones I can hear everything just fine. Yeah, that's super weird because I can't hear Sly of all things. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I cannot hear Sly. Hmm. It's also odd you guys can't hear anything except for my microphone. Let me hold on. I think that might only help on YouTube. Do that. Uh, let's go to Mixer. Hold on, guys. I'm working on some things. All right, can you hear some of the background stuff now? Like, there should be a low background music. You should be able to hear a little bit of the commentary. So that works. So I think that I just had the the output a little bit too low for you guys here. The problem is, is that shouldn't have anything to do with the call-in. So there's still a call-in issue of why I couldn't hear Sly. 
right, here we go. Round two of the future. Freeland, Yuri Prohaska, and Volkan Uzdemir seem like both corners pretty satisfied with the first five. I'll go up and get mine. Can you guys hear me? All right, let's try this again. Testing. One, two, I, three. I still cannot hear Sly, so you can, can you guys hear Sly? It's weird that Team Evil can hear me, but the host can't. Weird. Well, son of a... Yeah, I don't know what it is about this site what and the call-in part. Let me see. Are there any... No, that's just... Connect or disconnect. Yeah, I don't know why I'm not getting any sound. Uh, let's see. Did Forrest do something? <laughs> it's Forrest. Damn it, I just missed a knockout. Son of a bitch. All right, let's, uh, hmm. What do you miss? This. And. I wonder. All right, guys, bear with me. Gonna mess with some settings. Give me just a moment. feet there he's probably not thinking straight thought about a flying knee looks for an elbow lays back jab big right hand i mean that was it i mean you saw the reaction on the chin and down he goes fortunately mark got out got in there quick because another punch could have been deadly but here it is the jab right hook on the button that was it that is all that was needed All right, so here's this. All right, so how do we sound for the, the background now? Can't hear much. Okay. There isn't a whole lot happening. Um, all right, let's go back to this. Do that. We'll do that. How about now? Really, the only thing you should be able to hear is like the little bit of background music. There's nothing really going on on the on the show. Good volume on the music. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully the fights will be a good sound as well when they get back to it. Either way, so one thing we did miss as we were trying to figure out the technical issues with this goddamn thing, Nigeria Pochaska knocked out Volkan Oldsdemir, and it was kind of gangster.
in part by P3, the official protein snack of the UFC. And by Body Armor Sports Drink, superior hydration with no artificial flavors. So the music is almost as loud as me? That's One not good. moment for Yuri Prohaska, Bruce Buffer to make it official. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Mark Goddard's called a stop to this contest. At 49 seconds of round so, number two. am I super quiet, or is it super loud? Anakin Buffer allowed. Okay, got it. Couldn't have drawn it up much better so. than that. The feature prelim goes to Yuri Prohaska. His last nine wins have been by knockout or TKO on the winning streak, Michael. 11 for Yuri. I mean, that was absolutely sensational. Let's do that. Has done that to Balkanu. Let's do that. Gotta love live tech support. That's definitely what we're doing. Good? Good. All right. I still don't know what the hell is going on with the call-ins, but yeah, I, I could hear absolutely nothing. It's okay. We're going to have to uh, take our break here in a couple minutes anyway. Uh, so right when we hit 10 o'clock, we will take just a minute or two break and bring this back up. Hopefully when we bring it back up, it is working a little bit better. Uh, we will find out, though. Oh, great right hook took him down. Missed that the first time around. All right, let's try again. Testing, one, two, three. I still can't hear Sly. Damn. And I have no earthly idea why. Damn. How was Ryan going to have any backup tonight? Ugh. Sucks. This is so weird. Yeah. And the funny thing is, obviously, I can hear things out of, like, Hmm. Other browser windows and things like that. I have no idea what this pod being live thing, how this thing works. Team Evil, it's the real Sly. I don't know what's been going on. Um, hmm. Let me. Let me try something. I want to see if I can hear anything. Um, prepare for some stupid audio effects. <laughs> Okay, that's weird because I can hear the stupid cheering. Testing, testing, one, two, three. And I can't. Why can I not hear Sly? Yeah, this is super odd. I have no idea testing. why it's happening the way it's happening. Hopefully it fixes itself when we reboot here in five minutes. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll apologize for the fact that apparently everybody can hear Sly but me, so I'm probably talking yeah. over him. <clears throat> Guys, I have over 2,000 hearts. You can tell it's my real account. 
Since now everything seems to be, you know, in shambles. Is it the music? I don't think it should be the music. Here, let me get rid of that. Yeah, so the music's gone. But yeah, I couldn't couldn't hear anything from a call. I can hear other audio from like this interface, I guess, because I tried that stupid cheering thing and that worked. Yeah, I'm assuming Sly could hear me. I just I couldn't hear him. Yeah, let's give it one more try once we uh once we reboot. And uh yeah, we'll we'll see what's going on. That is so goddamn odd why that's not working. I wonder Huh. That not that. Mute tab. Huh. I'm gonna blame this on Podbean. That's what I'm gonna goddamn do. But uh, since we're actually at a point here where they're kind of just amping up the uh, the pay per view, anyhow, we will go ahead and take just a couple minute break. Now we will be back in just a couple of minutes as we don't want to get cut off halfway through the main card when Podbean turns to a pumpkin at three minutes. So, everyone, we will be back. We will continue to be live on YouTube, and I will see you all in just a minute. 